your Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Lockdown Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, though, we just really love and appreciate your support because you are why we record every day. Well, that and we all share a love of Winnipeg Jets hockey, but that's sort of beside the point. On tonight's episode, I wanted to catch up with the Jets and see what exactly is going on. Obviously, it's been a little bit slow for Winnipeg because, well, we don't have a lot of games going on right now uh, in, in lieu of all of this stuff where the Jets have had to postpone uh, you know, the home games and whatnot due to COVID restrictions and stuff, we haven't really had anything to replace it. The only thing that I would say is notable right now for the Jets is actually the Moose, who are continuing to win games despite having basically half an ECHL lineup. I think they've won four of their last five games or something, which, considering the roster right now has been decimated by call-ups, by injuries, by COVID protocol, it's pretty amazing. So, something to keep an eye on. Maybe the Jets have something in their head coach there, you know, somebody that might be if, if Dave Lowry doesn't really pan out uh, another coaching staff member that maybe the Jets could find internally. The head coach, Mark Morrison, has been something of a uh, an assistant coach within Winnipeg system for a while now. He used to work with the Ice Caps, which then became the Manitoba Moose. And then for a spell, he was with Anaheim for a few years working for the Ducks. But now, you know, this season he came back and has seemingly had a wonderful run as the Manitoba coach. From what I hear, the lineups tend to be pretty solid. The Moose play pretty aggressively. There are some systemic changes to um, how they play and how they attack the offensive zone that maybe could be concepts the Jets would benefit from. It just sounds like, you know, Morrison might be an interesting candidate, you know, to think about in the long term. I don't know if he really has the exact chops to be an NHL head coach, but, you know, I'm willing to give just about anyone a shot, especially since right now, there aren't all that many candidates that I would say I'd really be looking at. Claude Julian might be one of the few, but aside from Claude, there's just not really all that many guys I would actually want to hire. You know, Bruce Boudreaux probably would have been one of the few candidates that the Jets maybe would have given some serious consideration to, but obviously he got hired by Vancouver and then Paul Maurice resigned. So aside from that, it's it's difficult to find a really clear head coaching candidate that would make a lot of sense. I think for what I want from Winnipeg, uh, you know, somebody who favors high-octane offense, um, has a little bit more defensive discipline. I think right now with Lowry, the way that they really struggle to mark players, um, and especially opposing puck carriers inside the defensive zone, and how they struggle with passing and shooting lanes, especially closing those down, that's something that I don't think is going to improve under the current coaching staff. It's probably a change that would have to come from somebody else, you know, an external member who maybe has a little bit better of a handle on this kind of stuff. I think Lowry can get this team to a certain point, but a lot of those more details-oriented uh, parts of the, the game, and certainly on the defensive side of things, 
I don't think is really going to be fixed this year. I'm not sure if the Jets would look at somebody from like a college coaching perspective or maybe even one of the uh, the junior hockey leagues out there. You know, I, I wouldn't mind having a more external option, but, you know, just for the Jets to be careful and, and make a really good selection, I think that's pretty critical right now, especially because the, the timing of this window and what time the Jets have left with this current core is exceedingly limited. You know, we're not going to have many more seasons where we have, you know, the best of Mark Shifley, Nikolai Ehlers, Kyle Connor, all of these guys who are currently with the team right now. They're kind of uh, starting to maybe run down the clock a little bit. It's been running for a while, and I think people have to be honest and admit that this is the case, but it's not like it's about to expire. It's just there aren't that many seasons left where we're going to have everyone in peak conditioning and uh, certainly in playing ability. So it's really pivotal for the Jets to make the most of it while they still can, and maybe Morrison is the guy to do it. I, I just don't quite have a, a great handle on what Lowry wants to do, you know, 100%. I, I do feel like we have at least a bit of insight into how he thinks about stuff and overall yeah there's still some details and things that I don't really feel he's quite equipped to handle yet we'll see more of what Lowry can do tomorrow with the uh, the Washington Capitals being Winnipeg's next game and this one is going to be on the road so uh, I'll talk about the lineups and, and kind of what I'm thinking with this game but overall I do think Winnipeg is probably going to struggle the Caps are kind of a funny team. Washington is at even strength and on the power play pretty dangerous, but thus far one of the big issues with this team has been the uh, the, the goaltending, right? The Jets have a definitive edge there so long as Hellebuck is really on his game, which I, I would expect him to actually be pretty good. He hasn't played in a couple of days, which sometimes that does get him into a little bit of a rusty pattern, but you know, compared to Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek and occasionally Zach Fukali when he's called up, None of these guys are really on par with Hellebuck, especially when Hellebuck is at his best. So in that respect, the Jets do have one particular advantage. I would also argue that the Jets forwards probably, they're not that far off from what the, from what the Caps have. And, you know, Washington throughout this entire season has dealt with a lot of guys out with COVID. They've had several injuries. Backstrom only came back pretty recently. Um, Kuzi had to miss time due to what, like a second or a third in, in infection of COVID. So you know, this team, it's been through a lot, but they still sit towards the top of the Metro division. They did lose their most recent game. And so, you know, the, the Caps, they are looking to get things back on track. And I think Washington will be a very difficult team for the Jets to beat. It's not that Winnipeg can't pull it off. I just feel like this for me is a game that oftentimes when I see it on the calendar, I automatically pencil it in as a loss, trying to beat Washington on the road. It's almost impossible. It's it's very rare that the Jets have ever pulled off anything, even like a win or something, against the Caps, whether at home or on the road. We do have some lineups, though, from practice, courtesy of Murat Atesh of The Athletic, and we'll talk about those in just a little bit. But before then, I thought you should hear a little bit about Built Bar and why they're the best-tasting protein bars on the market. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your New Year's plans. Bilt Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but it's even better for you. They make it easy to stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good, you'll actually want to eat it, unlike all those other waxy, chalky, boring protein bars you're used to. Bilt Bars are coated in 100% real chocolate and contain around 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Good luck finding a candy bar that's as guilt-free as Bilt Bars are. Ready to make the change? 
Go through your cupboards or all of your secret snack stashes and throw out all the junky, calorie-laden, super sugary foods that you can replace with Built Bars. You don't even have to love working out. Built Bars are suitable for every lifestyle and can help you cut calories the tasty way. To get started, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Built.com. Start your New Year's resolutions off the Built way. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are taking a look now at Winnipeg's lines for tomorrow and uh, talking about some of the trends with this team. And ultimately, towards the end of the episode, I will talk about kind of what I want to see the Jets do and, and some changes that I think would be really beneficial based on kind of what we've seen from some of the rookies and maybe what we even see tomorrow night. But uh, speaking of tomorrow night, here's what the lineups are, courtesy of Murad Atesh from The Athletic. We've got Connor, Dubois, and Perfetti, Kopp, Shifley, and Ehlers, Harkins, Lowry, and Reichel, Besselin, and Toninato, and Wheeler, although I don't think Wheeler will actually be in. Um, he is in a non-contact jersey right now. And then on defense, it's Morrissey DeMello, Sandberg Pionk, Stanley Schmidt, and Heinola Bowie. So, yeah, for the most part, I think these lines are pretty okay. Connor Dubois Perfetti was very good in its last game, and you started to feel that there was some chemistry building. Once Perfetti kind of gets used to the NHL speed and really starts to adapt to those line mates, I think he's going to fit like a glove. They seemingly are, are finding each other more often with those give and go plays, which with Perfetti, I think is exactly how you want him to be to be used. Somebody who can sort of shift the play very quickly laterally, can find those open line mates, and just sort of one-touch passes for great scoring opportunities. You've got Connor, who's got that speed. You've got Dubois, who can crash the net. It's just a really good mixture of, of styles, and they're starting to find that rhythm together that so often can make a line really dominant. The second line with Cop Shifley, and Ehlers, which is basically line number one, part two, you know, is, is fine. I don't really have any comments about it other than that I expect it to do well. You know, it would be nice if Shifley could start scoring uh, a bit more. I feel like Mark has mostly been in the right places, but sometimes he wants to pass it off. And honestly, I feel like he should just be a little bit selfish. You know, shoot a little more. I I think it would be more to the team's benefit for him to just be a little bit more selfish. He's often in the right places, and he's creating these good two-on-ones, but sometimes they're just not finishing on it. So you know what? Mark, just take the shot. I think he's more than capable of shooting. I mean, we've seen him score, you know, 25, 30 goals pretty easily like it's nothing. So take what's on offer. The third line, this one does trouble me a little bit. Harkins, Lowry, and Reichel. Lowry and Reichel together, I, I like. Harkins, a little bit less sure about. The biggest issue with this unit is that you know, Dave has been running Lowry a lot. Um, he really does seem to like Adam getting lots of shifts, which I don't really feel like is appropriate for this team. I think that third line should honestly stay your third or your fourth line. It doesn't need to be getting so much time on ice when it's not really having the kind of impact that you'd expect. And honestly, Adam, this year he's not really been as much of a dominant force as we're used to in years past. I, I do think the decline has maybe set in a little bit. He's still pretty well-rounded, but it's not like he's, you know, racking up points like he was previously, which is kind of more in line with what we expected, but he did just get a big contract extension, and it wasn't cheap, so I do kind of have some questions with that whole situation and how that's going to pan out, but if if Dave could maybe stop shifting these guys as much as he has, I think it would probably benefit the Jets a bit more. The fourth line is whatever, Veselin and Toninato, and most likely Zvechnikov, 
The only thing that kind of frustrates me is like Svechnikov, for some reason with this team, seemingly can't get enough respect from the coaching staff. I don't know what it is between both Maurice and Dave that they really haven't been as big of a fan of him as I would expect. I think Zvech honestly does just about everything pretty well. You know, he's got defensive traits. In fact, he's, you know, one of the best defenders on the team in terms of their forward groupings. Um, and I really feel like he's been a great complement to that top six. You know, he's not going to be somebody that racks up tons of points, but because of his intelligence on the puck, his strength in possession, and his ability to make passes under pretty intense pressure, it often allows his teammates to get into better scoring positions. Zvechnikov has this habit of drawing like three or four guys to him while he's along the walls, and then he just finds, you know, somebody like Dubois or Connor wide open, which, you know, creates a scoring opportunity. And will it score every time? Absolutely not. But more often than not, it's just, it's better practice, and I think it's important to see those uh, those guys really clicking along. So if Svech can get back into the top nine, I think that would serve everyone better. You know, maybe even pair him with Lowry. I think that that would be a very interesting combo, and maybe have Svech take Harkin's place. On defense, Morrissey DeMello has been fine, so keep that pairing together. Sandberg-Pionk might be very interesting. I, I don't mind that. You know, Sandberg has shown that he can probably be, like, a capable penalty killer, and it does spell Dylan a little bit. You know, speaking of Brendan Dylan, I, I kind of wonder what they do with him long-term because he is eating up a couple million. He hasn't really been nearly everything we were hoping for. And honestly, if Sandberg can kind of do the same job, I don't really see why you'd need to keep Brendan around unless it's just you know, injury depth, and they're not really looking for Sandberg to take the spot long-term. But if they do trade Dylan, it does let them recruit some assets and cap space. The third pairing, I, I do kind of worry about a little bit. Stanley Schmidt is going to have issues defensively. I really feel like in this case, I'd prefer to have Heinola in Stanley's place. As much as Logan really tries very hard and, you know, he wants to use that big frame of his and stuff, I just haven't really seen enough from him from the past couple of seasons to really want to rely on his defensive presence. I don't really feel like he has that much, especially when you're, you're faced with faster, more agile, and smaller forwards, which, you know, Stanley just really struggles with. Um, and Schmidt kind of needs a more defensive partner because Nate will basically run rampant wherever he wants to go. He is very much a roaming, floaty kind of D, and that defensive impact, you know, while his offensive impact is very sharp, the work in his own zone, not so great. So, Having somebody who's more of a safety valve would probably be very important. I think Chisholm kind of did that by being very offensive. You know, they kept the possession away from the DZ, which allowed them to excel together. But, you know, with Stanley, he's not going to have that same foot speed as his partner. And so Schmidt, it, it could be a little bit uglier for this pairing, but we'll see how it goes. Um, my hope is that Heinola does actually rotate in at some point. It does seem like Vili is, is primed to get a, a spot here. And maybe this is just a practice um, and one game that he sits out before he actually gets back into the team. You know, he, he needs to shake off that rust a bit. But we will know for sure tomorrow as uh, as the game just kind of rolls in. And hopefully the Jets can make some good lineup decisions. Speaking of changes and things, I, I thought I'd talk a little bit about what I would like to see the Jets do over the next couple of weeks as they try and get at least a few games in. But before we go any further, I thought you should hear a little bit about BetOnline.ag and why they should be your number one choice for all of your online betting needs this holiday season. BetOnline has you covered all season for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. 
Not into football? No problem, because BetOnline has you covered for all of the other sports action you could possibly want. It should be your number one destination for all your online betting needs. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Whether you want to play some bets on a Baltimore Ravens game, or you're more interested in who might be your standout scorer from the next Winnipeg Jets outing, BetOnline should be the only place you place your online bets on that next hotly anticipated game. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action, so don't hesitate to sign up today for a free account, and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hello friends and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are closing out tonight with some thoughts on how the Jets have done and and some things that I would like them to change as they go through the next couple of weeks. We are actually getting closer and closer to trade deadline day, which for the Jets, I I think they might actually be active, though I'm not really sure which direction it's going to be yet. My sense would be that there are some players they could probably move on and not really be too worried about losing. The one that presents the biggest challenge, though, is what you do with Andrew Kopp. And I think that that is is a bigger question about what they want the rest of their season to look like. You know, the Jets, as constructed, would probably be like a wild card kind of team. They're basically all offense, no defense, which in some areas I don't mind, but in other areas I feel like the lack of defensive discipline has been a little bit disappointing. And in terms of like in-game adjustments and stuff, At times, it feels like Lowry hasn't always made the right choices, which, you know, a lot of coaches will struggle with that. It's not like it's just a Lowry thing either, you know, but I feel like for how the Jets are progressing and what I expect from the season, it does make me kind of push towards the idea that at the deadline, the Jets might be more interested in being sellers, not necessarily some of their core pieces, but guys who aren't really coming back, players who maybe haven't quite panned out as expected, you know, somebody like Brendan Dillon. You know, maybe Andrew Kopp, who probably isn't re-signing. I think that these are guys that I would be okay with letting go. And part of the reason for that is that there's a lot of players on this team who are actually fighting for spots and might genuinely be at that level or even better in some ways than the guys they're replacing. You know, Sandberg might be able to do Dylan's job and do it competently enough to where you don't really have to worry about uh, some of those early rookie struggles. I think he's going to be a competent, you know, second or third pairing defender. And then you've got Declan Chisholm at some point. Um, right now, Chisholm is back with the Moose and will probably be there for the duration of the season. But he looks like a bona fide top four puck moving D. You've got Vili Heinola, who still needs a real chance at this lineup and maybe will get one at least over the next couple of weeks. And then at forward, you know, I, I think Evgeny Svechnikov has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is honestly a pretty darn good player and a really talented winger. So, you know, if you want to move him into cop spot, I think you'd get great results. Andrew, as as good as he is and as great as he's been for this franchise, I just feel like he's going to be looking for like a five and a half million dollar kind of extension, maybe a bit more. And it's not something I think the Jets could realistically afford, nor would I really want them to. I, I think with where the team is at and, you know, the cap space that they currently have on hand, which is not a ton, to be honest, I think they should be careful about how they allocate it to, you know, players who are maybe in more depth roles long term. Cop might be in the top six right now, but I don't expect that to be the case long term. So, yeah, that's something I wouldn't mind them kind of dealing with sooner rather than later. I think at the deadline, the Jets are going to get quite a few offers. 
and Cop would be a huge fish for most teams that are really looking to add that next level competitive edge, especially for your top nine. Now, what I would expect Winnipeg to do after that is to start filling in rookies. I think Winnipeg has a lot more talent in its farm system than at times people realize. You know, Christian Reichel looks like an NHLer. Um, Evgeny Zvechnikov, you know, who was brought in as a free agent, he's been a great find. Dominic Tenonato can definitely handle a fourth-line role. Cole Perfetti looks like the real deal in the top six. And then on the defense, Sandberg, Kovacevic, Heinola, Chisholm, all of these guys could probably play some kind of an NHL role. So the Jets actually have more room to maneuver, and it might not be a bad idea for them to use that cap space and maybe look for like a backup goalie. I know it's not necessarily the sexiest position of need, but it's something that long-term the Jets may have to look at. I think for this season, though, I think it'd be wise for the Jets to kind of assess what they have and take a look at some of these prospects, give them a few runs out, see who actually fits in long-term with this team and who might not honestly be the best fit, even with a brand new coach, and go from there. I think that there's some evaluation that needs to happen. Some guys could probably be uh, moved to more competitive teams, and the Jets could be fun just having a youth movement. I'd be curious to know your thoughts on what you would want the Jets to do, so be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's podcast, though, that is going to do it. Thanks for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. Tune in tomorrow to hear about how the Jets handle the caps and if anything that I've suggested actually gets put into play, and I'll have some wrap-up analysis on that game as well. But as for tonight, that will do it. Be sure to make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, so be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.